thing. I don't even know. Amen. Yes. Amen. I am g glad that y'all are here today. Uh, yes. I'm glad that y'all are here. I'm glad that Jesus is here with us. And, um, and, <laughs> and devil, get out of that multimedia. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it shut down. So I'll have to um, talk a little while before we start <laughs> singing so that y'all can, uh, maybe it'll come up and, and work by then. So if not, if not, Rhonda, then we can just flip-flop the, <laughs> the last song and like go backwards because, you know, if, if it needs some extra time to get loaded up because we know that the very last song we know real good uh anyway i'm glad that you are here in the lord's house last week we didn't have any announcements um because you know easter and jumping right into it but today maybe you've seen some of the announcements scrolling if you've not yet brought your items for the month of april we would like shower items april showers so looks like it's about to right now so uh soap um bars of soap or washcloths or those little fuzzy loofah things scrunchy things are are great for um or and i, I didn't even think about it but um shower caps might be helpful or th i don't i don't know i don't know it just cannot be liquid whatever you bring cannot be liquid so, um please do bring those items i had people today giving some money for um for shipping costs and people today bring some boxes so both of those things are very very necessary uh, we appreciate anything that you are able to give. Also, the month of April, our focus is raining down blessings. So if you've not yet given to our uh, umbrella, <laughs> it's, it's right that back there and available to you. So the, the reason that we are gathering money in the umbrella is to raise money for uh, the homeless. Kim, who, hello Kim, I said I was going to wave. She's not feeling well today, so uh, hello Kim. And I, I trust that you're saying hello back, so hello. But she she has the items, and she's putting together uh, the, the bags that we will take. If you are able, now I know this is short notice. It was short notice for me because the guy texted me on Friday. Um, if you are able, this Friday, April 21st, we are going to go to... The, the there's a homeless encampment in uh, Charlotte, uh, and the guy who runs the Watchman of the Watchman of the Streets. It's a, a homeless uh, ministry in our area. They're also in Raleigh. They're in a couple of other. Um, they're in another country. So it's a, a, a reputable thing, and they go twice a month at least to these homeless encampments, but we're we're going on a Friday so that uh, we ha can have plenty of time and minister to those people. So if you would like to go, please be here at 515. Again, I know, it's like, it's a Friday. We have to work. I get that. I promise I do. But if you would like to go, if you're interested, be here at 515 on Friday. We will go together to the place in Charlotte, and we'll meet up with them. They know exactly what to do. We'll we'll have to sign a waiver that says, you know, if you get, <laughs> I thought of that, but I didn't want to say it. Okay, if you get stabbed or kidnapped by someone, then they're not liable. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the what it will say, but it's something like that. Oh, Lord help. Anyway, you will have to sign a, a waiver 
but um, but we'll be there and and helping those uh, helping and giving out and and praying with those people. So if you're interested, if you're interested, please do let me know today um, or you know, sometime throughout the week, just so that I ha- kind of have a number and I can um, contact Pastor Mike and um, and just you know again when we can know what kind of vehicle to drive that sort of thing. Anyway. Uh, but I would love for us to be able to go, and I already told someone this morning, if you're not able to, it's okay because this does not have to be the last time that we do this, okay? We can certainly plan another time uh, in a, another couple of months that we can go. So don't feel bad if you're not able to go. Again, it's very last minute, but we this is something that uh, it's a way to rain down blessings on people. Okay, so... Also, uh, first Sunday meal is May 7th. That's only a few weeks from now. And that is the last first first Sunday meal before homecoming. And I'm telling you, I had a couple of people already say how great the food was this past time. And I said, I feel like people just start to, you know, they start to buck up, really. And they're like, I'm going to try out some new foods. I'm going to make some extra stuff because they're just getting in preparation for homecoming. So, thank you. And uh, <laughs> and if you have not yet invited people for homecoming, please do so. We've got some great things going on, um, some guests that are coming, and we're just really excited for what the Lord's going to do on that day. So, any other announcements? We will let you know. We've got some other things going on. Yes, we are. Ah, yes, thank you. The ladies, if you are a lady, if you are a mom or you have a mom, um, then you are invited to our ladies' uh, cinema night. We are we are going to have a ladies' fellowship time at Sister Vicky's house. We're looking at the weather. Um, it will either be May 6th or May 13th. Okay, we're looking at one of those two Saturdays. Okay, uh, but we're going to be in in back, the backyard at Sister Vicky's house watching a movie. You know, going to have our popcorn there and any kind of snacks that you'd like. So we're if you are if you are a lady, if you have kids, if you'd like to bring some lady friends with you, you are welcome to do that. This is a time of fellowship uh, to celebrate, commemorate Mother's Day. But you don't have to. If you're not a mother, you don't have to. It's fine. You're still welcome to come. Uh, if, but ladies, please come on to that event. Again, l- looking at the weather will determine which, because it's it's North Carolina. We, you know, who knows? But uh, one of those two Saturdays. So mark both of those Saturdays on your calendar, and so that you can be available for either one. Are we good or still no? Okay. All right. That's all right. Lord help us. Um, I was. Uh, well, we we. We'll see what happens. But again, just flip-flop them and y'all follow me. Um, yesterday, or last night, we went to a uh, we went to a concert. Brandon Lake, I don't know if some of you may know Brandon Lake, but we went to a concert. I'd already gotten two tickets. I really love Brandon Lake. He's just so fabulous. I'd already gotten two tickets months ago for me and Shane right there on the end because he always has to be on the end. And um, right on the end of the aisle, and, and then Gracie said that she was coming this weekend. She had to work today. That's why both of them having to work. Please pray for me. 
But she let us know last weekend, oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there this weekend. It's like, oh, great. Okay. So the concert was completely sold out. And I got a, uh, like, looking on StubHub and SeatGeek and all these different websites, like, reselling tickets. Okay, Lord, please, please, please. So I found one that was in our row, but you you couldn't tell which, uh, which seat it was. So went ahead and bought it. Like, okay, Lord, help us. And it ended up, we were seats one and two, and it was seat 13. It's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to really need your help here because uh, we need to be able to sit together and love her as to be able to sit together. I don't know that I can convince 11 people to all scoot down one. That's a lot of, that's a lot of convincing. Lord, please help me. So, again, just praying as I was, and, and it may sound silly, but as we were headed there, just praying, Lord, give me favor with whoever's sitting in those other two seats that are beside the one that I just bought. Lord, please just help me, help me. So uh, I I got down there, and there were two. It was it looked like a man and his son. He was sitting on the end. Big guys. Re- they were really big. They they were about the size of Zach. Zach, if you're watching, no offense to you, but you're big. So there were two big guys, and um, I said, Oh, that's. That's my seat. And they're like, okay, we'll get up. And I said, well, actually, do you mind? I said, you know, we've got those two seats right there on the end. You see them down there? And and would you take our seats? And um, because I I had to buy this extra one, and I was going through this whole thing with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no worries. So my prayer was answered. Thank you, Lord. But then a little while later, the, the lady behind us tapped me on the shoulder, and she said, Thank you so much," she said. "I came here all by myself, and um, she said I I asked some of my friends to come and they couldn't, and I just came here all by myself. And she's a little tiny thing, and she said, and those two men were so big I couldn't see over them. She said I was really I was really wondering what I was going to do. I just text someone and said I can't see. <laughs> she said so. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So I just. The Lord answered my prayers, but the Lord answered hers as well. And the Lord, I just want to let you know, help you understand, the Lord cares about the things that we care about. Even those small, silly things like, you know, yeah, I could have seen them if they were sitting all the way over there. But but God cares about the things that you care about. So be encouraged today. He hears us and he answers when we call. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your blessings and your grace. You are great and greatly to be praised. God, I thank you for this this day that you have given us, that you woke us up this morning, that you gave us breath in our lungs, that you gave us strength to be in this place. God, I thank you that you brought us into your house, that we can fellowship with other believers. God, we're so grateful for who and what you are. God, I believe with all my heart that you are going to do something within us today. Lord, that you are going to change our lives. Lord, that you are going to make us holy and righteous in your sight. God, that you are going to transform us. Lord, that you are going to bring about something a change somehow. Heavenly Father, we just ask you that you would work and move for those who came in burden, those who came in with pain, those who came in confused or, or worried. God, for those who are watching, who are struggling right now, I pray your strength and your anointing on them. God, lift them up. Encourage them according to your will. Those who couldn't be here for whatever reason, Lord, if they're working, if they're vacationing, whatever it may be, I pray your strength and your help in their lives. God, I just ask your will be done. In Jesus' precious holy name, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are, I give you glory. All because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Jehovah Jireh, you're my provider. Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shalom You're my Prince of Peace And I worship you Because of who you are All because of who you are I give you glory all because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Jehovah Jireh, you're my provider. Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory. Jehovah Shalom You're my Prince of Peace And I worship you Because of who you are Jehovah Jireh Lord 
Lord, you're my provider. Jehovah Nisi. Lord, you're in victory. Jehovah Shalom. You're my Prince of Peace. And I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Oh, I worship you because of who you are. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise this morning. Heavenly Father, we lift you up. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. The splendor of a king Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice all the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice how great is our god Sing with me how great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great, how great is our God. Age to age. And age to age he stands. My time is in his hands. My time is in his hands, beginning and the end, beginning and the end. Godhead three in one. The Godhead three in one. You are Father, Spirit, and Son, the Lion and the Lamb. The lion and the lamb. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great, how great is our God. Name above all names. You are the name above all names. Yes, you are worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing how great is our God. You are the name above all names. 
How great is our God? How great is our God? Sing with me, how great is our God? I will see how great, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God. I will see how great. How great is our God. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art. How great Thou art. Sing that again. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. He is great and greatly to be praised. Give him praise this morning. Scripture teaches us to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. First Thessalonians 5.16 said rejoice evermore. Right? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, what do I have rejoice about, preacher? Amen. Just got a pink slip, had flat tire. Things are going bad. <laughs> Grocers' prices are raising higher. Oh, you have a reason to rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah! And Jesus said, I'm fixing up a place for you. I'm coming back for you. And it's very soon. Soon and very soon. He is coming again. Amen. I rejoice in the Lord because He has blessed my life again and again. He has blessed me sometimes, I think, more than any else. He's good to me, and I thank him for it. The strength physically, 
Hallelujah. The blessings that he has granted in my life. Thank you, Lord. When he saved me, oh, praise God. Oh, it's not always a bed of roses. No. Sister um, uh, over here. Ushery said the thorns are on that. Or was that her that said there's thorns on that rose bush? Praise God, the roses are pretty. They smell good. But I'll tell you, there's some thorns once in a while. Amen. But the Lord will see us through all them thorns, won't it? Praise God. He'll be with us always, even to the end of the world. Amen. I brag on the Lord Jesus Christ for his goodness, and I rejoice that he loves me and that he saved me from a devil's hell. That's so good. It's so blessing in my life. Thank God. Amen. Somebody want to praise God real good? All right. Amen. Praise God. The University of Buffalo. Praise the Lord. Amen. God's good, isn't he? When you ask, you receive. If you believe and doubt not, praise God for he that Doubt is like a man, like a way that is tossed. You know, let not that man think that he should receive anything of the Lord when you start doubting. I'm feeling a little bit church. You want to jump over the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He is a good God. He is a good God. Just before one more testifies, just before you do, let me insert that. And it is... Um, Time for us to remember, if you've got an uh, opportunity to send a card for somebody, please pick up these cards back at the back from the Gideons. And, I, and yes, it does cost $5. Or you give $5 and they take that $5 and buy a Bible or, yeah, purchase Bibles and give them away everywhere, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, Somalia, in Ghana, Praise God, they everywhere. Nepal. <laughs> Amen. That's good. I can't do that, Sister Dean. Amen. But they're doing it for us. So your $5, when you purchase one of these cards and send it to somebody that's sick, or you send it to somebody that's happy, that's had a new baby, or, or that's just got married, or whatever the case may be, if you just want to give the $5 and set the card on the TV at home, that's up to you. But it's a good thing to do that. Amen. Praise God. Well, that one that wants to testify, you're ready now. Would you brag on the Lord Jesus Christ you're here? Praise God. Always. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Some things we hardly think of is that we live in a Christian home where things are well and things are good. My Lord, help us. Thank you. God bless you for your testimony. And I know that others have testimony, but God, He is good, isn't He? Jeremiah said it this way, 15, 16. 
He said, thy words were found, and I did eat thy word, and thy word was of my heart. Hallelujah. The joy and the rejoicing of my heart. And he said, so I am called by your name, Lord God of hosts. Amen. Colossians 3 and 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts unto the Lord. Isn't he worthy of our praise? Could you bless him a little bit with a hand clap of praise? We bless you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Isn't it good to be a child of God? Amen. Good morning and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. Whether you're here or whether you're virtual, we're glad to have you with us this morning. I was trying to think of a good, safe way for Brother Joyner to be able to jump over the church, but I couldn't think of one, so I decided that I wouldn't. wouldn't well, I don't think we see we could do it at homecoming, but I don't know how we could do it and do it safe. That's, that's, maybe if he was 30 years younger. There, Hank. <laughs> See, your wife is trying to help me there, brother. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our earth will come at this time. Brother Jordan, will you say the blessing this morning?
Thank you, Jesus, and praise the Lord. God has been good to us. He's been good to me, he's been good to y'all, and he will continue to be good to us. It's time now to take our prayer requests. We should start our prayer requests with giving God thanks. So now, it's I've given thanks, and so let's take our requests. Anyone on this side? Miss Judith? Spirit of rejection, bind it off of her daughters and grandchildren. Georgiana and Adam. Anyone on this side? Robin. Remember Robin's uh, husband, Steve, Brother Mike. Brother Mike Hager's family. And Kim and Jason are not here today. Kim uh, was getting ready to come and she got sick. So just remember them that, that they would, the Lord would heal them and help them. Okay, any unspoken requests, raise your hands. Okay, if not, let's go to the, pray, to the Lord in prayer now.
fellowship.
Amen. Yes, we are. Again, glad that you're here. <laughs> Sister Rhonda um, crushed it with getting everything up and working. Thank you. Really appreciate that. And and I forgot to mention last week, but the week before when the uh, when the scripture reference was wrong, that was my bad, not her. Because I... <laughs> Uh, after I finish um, my message on Fridays, I go up there and I type in all the, um, well, it's from, cause I'm ahead, but it's from the ones before. So uh, I typed in everything, and I thought I was good, and I misread my own notes, and so my uh, my reference was wrong. But that was my bad. So, forgive me. For, to heirs is human. To forgive divine glory. Thank you. Indeed, indeed. So, <laughs> I just didn't want anyone to think that it was her putting in the wrong thing, okay? I said, she's like, you know that that was not the right reference, right? Because you started reading something and it, it wasn't at all what was up there. And I said, I'm sorry. I'll let them know that it was me. <laughs> so, we, last week, I hope that you had a great time in the Lord, enjoying uh, Easter. Uh, we... We celebrated with this invitation to draw near into the holy place. So we learned that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. And no one can come to the Father except through him. So once again, we take up our series on health and wellness. Health and wellness. We've been, since the beginning of the year, we've been talking about health and wellness in different areas of our lives. So health and wellness in mental and emotional health and then health and wellness in our physical bodies we took a, a tiny little break for a couple of weeks but now we're right back into it so we're going to be talking about uh, three different areas from from now until again not really sure but we're going to be talking about financial health and wellness we're going to be talking about spiritual health and wellness and now right now relational health and wellness because our relationships affect every part of our lives. If our relationships are not healthy, then we are going to have issues in other areas. We are going to, it's going to lead to some, some worry, some anxiety in our hearts and minds if we're, if we're at odds with someone. It's going to lead to are avoiding certain situations and it's going to lead to us uh, possibly you know losing some losing some love for that person losing some joy in our hearts so it's going to affect us spiritually so these are some areas that are super duper important we talked uh, last year i believe it was about uh, relationships but we're going to continue and we're going to dig even deeper and, and look at different areas so what do you think about dealing with those difficult people? <sighs> it's interesting that, <laughs> that quite a few people decided to, to not be here today. <laughs> like, Lord, if you're watching, <laughs> here's the thing. If you're watching, please continue. If, if you're not able to get here, please continue watching for the, the remainder of this, not the remainder of this day, obviously. Please don't cut me off. Um, you may not like what I have to say, but still. But I'm saying for the rest of this series, and if you're able to be here, please be here for the rest of the series. Um, the my my message for next week, I'm, I I want everybody to hear it. 
if if you're able to be here, be here. If you're able to bring people with you, please do. If uh, if you want to send it to people, you can get on the website and and send the link to them because what what I'm I, what I'm preaching next week I feel like is super duper important to which is important. Please please be here. So we're going to talk today about impossible relationships. We are in an upside-down kingdom, as you know. In Matthew chapter 5, we, hear, we see Jesus here on a, a mountaintop preaching to thousands of people. This is what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. It's not known exactly which mountain this was. There, there's speculation about which mountain he was on, but the Sea of Galilee was surrounded by mountains. So it's likely that he was on one of these mountains, uh, looking down the Sea of Galilee. It's possibly near Capernaum because Matthew records in chapter 8 that when Jesus came down from the mountain, he healed a leper and then he went to Capernaum. So it's likely that it was within that particular area, that Jesus was up on the, the mountain speaking to these people. And we know... I guess we know. We know a lot of the portions of this sermon. It's a very long sermon, three chapters long. We don't know how long Jesus would have taken to preach it. Probably a few days to preach the sermon. So here, at the end of the first chapter, is what we're going to be looking at. But we're going to consider the political climate at the time. So at this time, when Jesus was speaking to these people, the nation of Israel were under the oppression of the Romans. They had been overtaken. They weren't exactly slaves, but they were not well thought of by the Romans. And the same feeling goes for the way they felt. They hated the Roman rule. They, they were waiting for Messiah the promised one, the chosen one that, that God had promised in the Old Testament. Messiah is going to come and he is going to help us to overthrow the government so that we can rise up as a nation again. We can be the people of God, the, the chosen ones that, that God has called us to be. So this is why when Jesus showed up, they didn't think that he was the Messiah. No, this isn't the guy. He's not a great military leader. But he was enough of a threat that the Roman government began to look at him. Well, maybe he is a threat. Maybe he is who they, if they continue to think of him as Messiah, then he's going to rise up and he's going to get an army. He's got a lot of people behind him. So this was the, the attitude that was going on between the two sets of people. And Jesus, in this first chapter, mentions the impositions of the Roman military when he talked to them about going, the, the, if someone asks you to go a mile, go a second. According to military law, a soldier could compel a citizen to carry his backpack for a mile. Any Jewish citizen, he could stop him if he was tired of carrying it or if he was just trying to be a jerk about it. Could, Here, take this. Walk with me this mile. Jesus, and, and of course, that would have burned them up. Okay, we're human. If someone said to me, you have to carry my backpack 
and walk with me a mile. You have to because I'm your I'm your leader and you have to do this. I'm like I ain't gonna be carrying a backpack for miles. That would that would rise up within me. And so of course because they're human that would have felt the same way. But Jesus said to them, okay, when this happens, put the backpack on with a smile. And when you get to the end of that mile, walk with him an extra mile. So this idea of going the extra mile, we hear this sometimes, going the extra mile. And this was an idea that Jesus came up with. And it wasn't just for customer service. And it wasn't just for people that we like. Jesus said, go the extra mile for people that you don't really want to be walking with. Jesus, no thank you. But see, this is an upside-down kingdom. So into this type of oppression and attitude of frustration, Jesus speaks to the people in a set of verses that's very familiar. So beginning with verse 43, it says, Ye have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Now, we've heard this. We've heard this plenty of times, okay? So, this is nothing new for us, but I I hope that we can see a little bit deeper into this. So, here Jesus uses this statement from Leviticus chapter 19. You don't have to turn there, but if you're taking notes, it is in Leviticus chapter 19. That says, love your neighbor. But... It's interesting because Jesus also adds this other portion, hate your enemy. So he said, you've heard it said, love your neighbor. Because in Leviticus 19, that's where that command comes from. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Jesus says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But nowhere in Scripture is this verse found. This was never a command of God to hate someone. But this had become sort of a proverb amongst the people. This was a teaching that they were hearing from some of their religious leaders. Love your enemy, I mean, love your neighbor and and hate your enemy. But God never said that. But see, that never happens to us, right? We like... We mix a little bit of what God says and then a little bit of what we want to say. We never do that, right? Like, God, I don't want to take the whole verse, please. We're just going to mix in. That sounds great. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I can do that. And then I'm going to hate my enemy. I'm going to bring that in. Anyway, maybe. Maybe no one has ever done that. But Jesus issues a command that goes a step further than the original command. Because in Leviticus 19, it says, Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But Jesus said, Agape, and we understand agape is 
the divine self-sacrificial love of God, a choice type of love, because we can feel love toward our friends, our family, that really you just end up feeling that way. It's phileo. It's, it's a, a friendship type of love. You just end up feeling that way. There's a, an eros kind of love that is a, a, an attraction between two people. And you just end up falling in love with somebody. But here Jesus is saying, agape, choose to love those you hate. Choose to demonstrate the God love to those that you have chosen to hate. <clears throat> Your enemy, here this word means hated, odious, actively hostile, a foe. Agape those who are actively hostile to you. Oh my golly. The list of Jewish enemies included the Romans, so the government, and the Samaritans, other races, both of whom they avoided like the plague. Now, now think about this for a second. The people that they hated were the government and people of other races. Okay. <laughs> The, the people that they hated were the government and people who weren't like them. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, have your way. Uh, so he says, speak well of those who call curses on you. Speak well of... Oh, yucky. See, that's the thing. You understand. Speak well of those who call curses on you. No, thank you. This person is talking junk about me, and I, I'm supposed to talk good about them? I'm supposed to ask for their blessings? No, thank you. He said, do good to those who hate you, do good here, meaning do rightly so that there is no room for blame. Be honorable in your dealings with them. Do good to those who hate you. Hate meaning to detest or pursue with hatred. And pray for those who despitefully use and persecute you. Pray, in this case in the Greek, there's a lot of words for pray. But in this case, pray means to supplicate. This is bringing their needs before God as if they were your own needs. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Supplicate on their behalf. Bring before God the needs of those who despitefully use and persecute you. Despitefully use means to insult or slander or falsely accuse. This word is only used three times. It's used twice by Jesus in this particular context, uh, in Matthew and then in, in Luke, I believe, and then once by Peter. 
this is a pretty strong word despitefully using insult slander falsely accuse and persecute to make run or to put to flight why should I y'all again this is not any new stuff this is nothing new this is what Jesus is telling us to do this is nothing new but understand that we are in an upside down kingdom and the things that feel normal as humans the things that feel this is right this is what I should be doing I should be acting like this because this person has acted this way to me and we hear two wrongs don't make a right and all that stuff but but it feels like it should really you know they should cancel each other out right the thing is Jesus is not just trying to get our actions right. Now, now we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. He's not just trying to get our actions right. He's trying to get our hearts right. When he is up on this mountain talking to them, he is explaining to them how his ways are the fulfillment of the law of Moses. You've always heard it said, love your Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, that's the law. I'm going to give you a, a more excellent way. But also you've heard from church folk that it's okay to hate your enemy. So I want your heart to change. Now, your actions can change first. Again, we'll talk about that in just a second. Your actions can change first, but eventually that needs to lead to your heart changing. Because... When we follow the pattern of the world, when we live the world's way, then we are bound by whatever it is the world is bound by. If we decide to live as in loving my neighbor and hating my enemy, then I am bound to that person that I hate. But see, Forgiveness is freedom. Releasing is redemption. And that's what Jesus was wanting for these people who were hearing him speak. It was not that he was trying to create anything brand spanking new. He was trying to explain what God had already done. What God had already said that they weren't understanding for thousands of years. He's like, let me illuminate this for you. This is God's purpose. Because where the Spirit is allowed to be Lord, where we say, God, I'm having a hard time with this, but I'm going to follow your plan. I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to do what your word says. When we allow the Spirit to be Lord, there's liberty. And for a long time, some of us may have been bound to a certain person or to a certain situation that we haven't really prayed for, that we haven't really forgiven, that we haven't really let go of, and we will always be bound by that until we give it over to the Lord. If I don't forgive, then I'm holding on to that. And my, my thoughts and my attitudes and my actions are going to be bound to that. 
So why should we? So that we can be the children of our Father. That's what Jesus said. He said, do all this, in verse 45, that ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. Because God says so. That's why. This idea of claiming God as their Father would have been foreign to those hearing this message. You see, back then, they considered God as the lawgiver. Of course, he was. But he was not a lover. He was not someone who was drawing them close. They, they felt like they had to stay far away. We talked about this last week, that they were afraid to come near to God because they had seen his power, they had seen his glory, and they were worried. Oh God, I, I can't come near this mountain. I can't get into your presence because what if you kill me? But what God is trying to do here is to draw them in. And Jesus is saying to them, if you want God to be your father, you have to do these things that he says. God had tried to demonstrate his love to them throughout the generations, but they had held him at arm's length. Jesus said, we are to be like him because he makes the sun to shine on those who are evil and hurtful as well as on those who are good. And he sends rain on the holy and the innocent and the righteous and on those wicked heathens. Notice the verbs here. It says that he makes his son to rise and he sends the rain on the just and the unjust. It is not just something that just poof it happens. It's not just a happenstance that God, that there's rain on, on the just and the unjust, that there's sunshine on the on the wicked and the good. This is something that God actively does. He chooses to bless all people in these ways. In verses 46 through 48, it says, For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? Not, not republicans something different. I will talk about what a publican is, okay? If you're only as good as the Republicans. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Again, they hated the government. Uh, moving on. And if you salute your brothers only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans. So, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Okay. So what, what good are you? If you only show self-sacrificial, divine love, agape, to those you know will show it back to you, what good is that? If you only give to those you think deserve it, or repay you, then you're no better than a Publican. Okay, so publicans, publicans were tax collectors. And usually the publicans were Jewish. And they had been hired by Rome to collect exorbitant tax debt. So the Romans would, would hike up the taxes, and then it was the responsibility of the publicans to collect the taxes. Well, the Jews hated the publicans too. So the list keeps getting longer. So we've got, we hate the government. 
and we hate people who aren't like us. And now we hate the people who are like us, but who are who are acting in ways that we don't like. Oh my golly. So he said, you know, even the the publicans love those who love them. There aren't a lot of people who love the publicans, so they're like, you know, they'll have a lot to choose from. He said, if you salute your brethren, what good is that? Salute here means to draw to oneself, to welcome, to wish well or receive joyfully. If you only wish well, those who are like you or those who agree with you or those who've never hurt you, then you are no better than the publicans because they do the same thing. Jesus used those publicans a lot. He was really getting, really getting to where they were, really to their heart, because almost all of them would have really hated the publicans. So, he said, if you only receive your brethren, those with whom you share kinship or commonality, again, you're only as good as those publicans when you follow that practice. But Christian perfection is our goal. Perfection here meaning to become complete. Jesus set a goal before them and us, the standard of our Heavenly Father. Because we have to understand something. We may be the publicans to someone else. Now that that may hurt you a little. The publicans, they were just, they were doing what they had to do. They had to make a living somehow. They were good with numbers. They found a job. And everyone hated them and considered them traitors because they were doing something that, uh, you're supporting Rome and shame on you. But possibly those publicans were just thinking, have a family to feed. I, I don't, I'm not trying to hurt anybody, but I have to support my family. I have to live somehow. And the thing is, we look at our personal publicans and think, shame on them, and I can't believe they treated me this way, and I can't believe they acted like this. But until we really talk to them, until we really understand their motivations. We we wanna we wanna project onto uh, yeah, I, this is how we talked about this in our class Wednesday night. I you know, I, I'm I wanna be judged for my intentions. I, my intentions were good. Please don't oh I'm I'm sorry that this happened this way. My intentions were good. But we wanna judge everyone else on their actions. Again, you may be the publican in someone else's story, and you may not even realize it. You may not understand. You may not see that you hurt someone, and they're over there hating your guts out, and and you have no idea. You didn't mean to hurt them. You didn't mean to, to be the villain in their story, but it just happened that way. You had good intentions, but somehow they got hurt. So what Jesus is trying to express to us is we need to have 
compassion one for another. We need to release some of that anger one to another because, you know, I want to be the hero in every story. As we read through the, the different versions of the gospel story, a lot of times we put ourselves in the, in the place of Jesus. I am the one who is righteous. I am the one who is being persecuted. All these, all these Pharisees coming against me. But oftentimes, we're not the hero. At best, we're one of those disciples just not getting it. But Jesus gave us a new way. Jesus had come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He was explaining to them the meaning and intentions behind what they had always heard. And he was correcting some of their law self-hybrids. There are a few questions that may help us in our pursuit toward this end. The first question, do I have to want to? Do I have to want to? The answer is simple. Yes and no. Yes and no. So yes, you will need to desire to obey the command of God. Knowing that God commands this, knowing that Jesus said it had to be done, you're going to have to have a desire to obey the commands. Do I always like what I read in here? No, I don't. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Anyone who looks back is not worthy of me. I mean, Jesus had some hard sayings. But if I want to follow Jesus, if I want to go to heaven, then I'm going to have to desire to follow him. And if following him means doing this, then I'm going to have to do it. So you're going to have to desire to obey the command of God before you'll be able to act on these commandments. However, you don't have to wait until you feel like it to start. Because that would be tough. If I have to wait on feeling like praying for those who have hurt me and um, blessing those who talk ugly about me, <laughs> I'm probably not going to want to do that. Just, I'll just wait till I feel like it. That's not the way that this works. See, praying, loving, blessing, doing good are all actions that we can perform. We have a choice. We have a choice when we are faced with these circumstances. Do I pray for this person or do I not pray for this person? That's a choice that we make. Do I put them in my, in my prayer journal or not? That's a choice that we make. This type of love, this agape, is a choice type of love. Do I, am I going to actively seek the best for them or not? Am I going to bless them? So that means am I going to, when I get around people that I can tell my story to, am I going to choose to tell the ugly? Knowing that it's going to make that other person look really bad and make me look really good. Am I going to choose to do that or am I going to choose to either find a, something nice to say 
or not say anything at all. That's a choice. Again, there are times that we don't want to do that. When you're there and you've got this great opportunity, I could lay this person out. I could change everybody's opinion about that person. And you choose to not. Oh, that's a choice. It's a tough one, but it's a choice that we make. And please understand, and okay, sad note, not in my notes. We talked about this on Wednesday night. You need somebody. You do need somebody that you can talk to that is not gossiping, but you need, it, it can be your spouse, it can be your best friend, it can be me if you want it to be. <laughs> once, the, you know, once we get in there and the door closes, everything you say is between us. Um, it, it can be your therapist, whoever it is. You have to have somebody that you talk to and you say, this is how I'm actually feeling about this situation. In that case, it's not gossip. Okay? You're not trying to hurt that person, harm that person, but sometimes you just have to, you have to express yourself. But if you got four or five people, I'm just expressing myself. That's, that's where it becomes an issue, okay? So please don't feel bad for sharing w- your heart with somebody. You're hurting. You've got something going on. You need to share your heart. Do not ever feel bad about that. But it needs to be somebody who's going to pray for you, okay? It needs to be somebody who's going to lift you up and who is not going to think negatively about that person regardless of what you say. Like, yeah, I hear, I hear, I'm also going to look at their side of the story too, okay? So, if you can find that person, that's a blessing. So, anyway. But all these actions sometimes can lead our feelings. What do I mean? Well, bring the need of your enemy to God and see what happens to your heart. Choose to protect the reputation of someone who hurt you and discover the change that you feel. Not a self-righteousness, but really truly saying, you know what, there's no need. There's no need to defend myself because God is my defender. That's a really tough human thing. You want to defend yourself. I didn't do all that bad stuff that they're saying I did. I, I did. I wasn't ugly to them like that. But again, remember, you may be the publican in their story, and you don't realize it. You may never have intended to hurt them, but, but somehow accidentally you did. And so all this mess, or it may be complete and utter rubbish, and they're just spreading stuff because, bless their hearts. But you've got to choose you've got to choose to pray for them because the Lord is your defender you don't have to defend yourself that's a tough thing to do when we begin to work where our faith is weak we will see growth I begin to view with compassion and understanding those who had frustrated me before Because here's the truth. Hurting people hurt people. My mom says this all the time. Hurting people hurt people. And when I begin to view with compassion those who have hurt me, when I begin to look through the eyes of agape, those who have despitefully used me, I begin to see maybe... Maybe they had a bad situation. Maybe they 
they grew up in a, a tough place and they didn't know they don't know how to act right maybe someone had hurt them and they're retaliating I begin to have compassion on people that I never thought I would because I begin to see their story through the eyes of Jesus and I begin to to realize they need prayer this is where Jesus was trying to take them. This is where Jesus is trying to take us. Those people who have despitefully used you. Those people who have talked ugly and bad about you. Those people who have hurt you in ways that never should have happened. Okay, there, there's no excuse for them. No excuse. But those people who hurt you. They need prayer because sometimes they don't realize how broken they are. They don't, they're going to keep on hurting people because they, they can't get healing because nobody's prayed for them. They've left a string of, of ugliness behind them and everybody's mad at them and everybody's hateful to them because they're, they're hurting everybody. But they need prayer. And that's what Jesus is calling us to do. That's how we can become the sons and the daughters of God is to say, you know what, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to choose to pray for those people. I'm going to choose to pray for their healing. Yeah, they hurt me. Yeah, they hurt me. But they're hurt somewhere. Because I won't believe, I refuse to believe that they would, they would do that knowingly, willingly, on purpose if they knew better. I'm going to look for the good in them. I'm going to, I'm going to look back on what I know about them, and I'm going to say, you know what? There's got to be a reason that they acted that way. <sighs> Lord, help us. How do you see God? That's the second question. How do you see God? The lens through which I see God will determine how I love people. If you don't believe me, consider this. The Jews felt that God was exclusive. They had heard their whole lives, you are God's chosen people, the only ones. So they got this idea. We are, we're it. Everybody else is bad, and we are good. So we are going to hate everybody that's not of our race. No one else can be allowed to come into God's family. They were exclusive. They saw God as a simply as a lawmaker. So they hated the government oversight. God is our lawmaker. He is our judge. He is the one who is over us. So we don't want any of these Roman people coming in and telling us what to do. God is the only one. The way that they saw God affected the way that they saw people. But Jesus asked them to begin to see God as their father. To begin to see God as the one who willingly gives warmth to all people. To begin to see God as the one who willingly provides for the needs of all people. He makes the sun to shine, to give warmth. He, he makes the rain to fall, to grow the crops of all people. God wants 
all people to come to him. And it is the kindness of the Lord that leads them to repentance. So God wants to be kind to everybody so they'll recognize his love and come to him. Understand, understand, understand that there are laws, there are commandments that we all have to abide by in order to be Christians, in order to be ready for heaven. Okay? I'm not saying that, that there's universalist and everybody's going to go and all this jazz. There is a way. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. That's it. But, but Jesus is kind to all people so that they'll see the love of God and be brought in and think, I, I want that. I see people who are loving their enemies. I want that. I see people who are praying for those who are talking ugly about them. I want that. I see people who are blessing those who are saying nice, kind things about those who have said ugly, awful things about them. I want to be like that. This may be difficult to hear. It was difficult for me to hear. And I've told y'all sometimes, and the things that that are here, and y'all uh, may, I don't know, disagree with, or um, or it may hurt you some. Um, it wasn't me writing it. It was it was the Holy Spirit. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Some, uh, and honestly, sometimes I've got my pen and it's over my paper. I'm like, Lord, please don't make me write this down. <laughs> no, Lord, don't make me say that. D- no, thank you. So brace yourselves mentally. The God who is in your head is not God. I'll say that again. <laughs> okay. Okay. The God who is in your head is not God. Okay, let me explain, and then I'll say it a third time. In my mind, God looks a certain way. God always acts a certain way. God is, has, has these particular attributes. God hates these particular things, but he loves these particular things. Okay? That's my mind of God. That's my, in my mind, that's, that's how God is. But when I make God in my image, when I make God, when I, when I relegate God to this particular set of... Now, again, what God's Word says is absolutely 100% what He means. Okay? Okay. I have no doubt about that. I'm not trying to excuse anything. But sometimes... I get a, a little self-righteous about certain things. Mm, God hates that. Mm. But those who are most like me, God loves us. Thank you, Jesus. And when I begin to mold God into that shape, that is idolatry. When I make an image of God, that is idolatry. Because God cannot be relegated to a little box. He cannot be relegated to my mind just like in the Old Testament, God can't be contained within one building. God is throughout the whole entire universe. How can we put him in this tiny little building? There's no way. So God cannot be stuck inside my mind and be the right God. I can't worship a God like that. God is surprising. And God reveals himself through nature. And he reveals himself 
at all times if I'm just willing to see. God surprises us. So we need to search out the word and reverse the order. Start, we need to start loving the things that God loves. And we need to start hating the things that God hates and not the reverse. Well, God must love this because I love this. And God must hate this because I hate this. No, we've got to reverse it. I need to begin to say, God, what do you love and what do you want me to love? What do you hate and what do you want me to hate? The third question is, why should I? (laughs) Why should I? Well, I'll tell you, Dr. Darius Daniels, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. He says, the people who hurt you are not going to come back to heal you. The people who hurt you, they may not know they hurt you. Again, just like you're the publican in someone's story, they may have no idea that they hurt you. They may not have intended to. So in that case, they're never going to come back to fix what they broke. They may be dead and gone. Whatever they did to you was wrong and ugly and hurtful, and they shouldn't have done it. But they may be dead and gone, and they can't ever come back to fix it. Or they may be so broken that they meant to hurt you and no amount of your tears no amount of your pleading with them is going to ever without the Lord's help it's going to ever make them sorry for what they've done that's why that's why we should because since, since they're not going to come back to fix us, God's the only one who can. He's the one who can bring healing. He's the one that I go to and say, release me from this. Release me from this need to defend myself. Release me from the feelings that I have toward that person. Again, not excusing them. There's no excuse for them. But to say, God, I don't want to be bound by this anymore. Why should I? Because God has set a standard. Be perfect as he is perfect. Be complete. Be mature. Basically, grow up. I'm saying that to myself too, okay? That's not. (laughs) Why should I do this? Because you've got to grow up. We've got to grow up. If we want to go any further in God's kingdom, we've got to grow up. These were basics that Jesus was teaching these people. This was the Sermon on the Mount that thousands of people heard. This wasn't even the the super-duper deep stuff that he shared with only his disciples. This was the basic stuff, y'all. We've got to do this. Because when I agape only those who agape me, when I welcome or wish well those who only welcome or wish well on me, what good is that? I'm no better than the one that I hate when I act like that. There are so many aspects of this that <sighs> forgiveness, you know, forgive and forget and all this stuff, and that's, just, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother message. And, and I'm not saying that once you do forgive and release, that it means that you have to be back in fellowship with that person, okay? Because your mental health is 
necessary. Okay, that, that's something that, that you and the Lord need to talk about. If you can't, if you, if you can't, if they've hurt you so much and you can't be in the same room with them because it just hurts. It hurts too much. We pray for God to bring healing. But also, understand that if they're, if you have to be away from them, you need to talk good about them. You need to pray for them. While you're far away from me, Lord, help you. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Lord, rain down coals of fire on their head. No. Lord, Lord I bring their needs to you. Lord, they're broken. Lord, they're broken. And I may be the only one praying for them. Lord, they're broken. Lord, you see, you see the reason that they're acting this way. You see. So, again, this is an upside-down way of living. Upside-down kingdom that we're in. Obedience is possible. We've got to ask ourselves, do, you, do I have to want to? Again, yes and no. How do I see God? He should be your loving Father. And why should I? Because we we gotta, we got to grow up. So today, and I'm, I'm going to, you know, Ron's going to find some great music for us to pray to, but today I don't want you to pray for yourself. Today I don't want you to pray for yourself. Normally I, I'm up here and I'm praying for you, praying over you. But today, right now, and if you don't have any enemies, that is fantastic, and thank you, Jesus. If you've never had anybody talk ill of you, oh my goodness. Well, I'm not surprised. Y'all are all so wonderful. If you've never had anyone despitefully use you, that is great. But for those of you who have, I want you to think about that person. I want you to get that person in your heart right now. And we need to begin... We need to begin to pray for them. So as the music plays, we're going to pray for those people who have despitefully used us. That they may, You may be the only one praying for them right now. As we go to the Lord in prayer and whatever posture you need to take to get in touch with the Lord. But this is, this is a time of growth right now. So get that person in your heart. Get that person in your mind and begin to pray for them. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word is true, that your commandments are right. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose to grow each and every one of us. The fact that we're here, the fact that we're watching means that we have a, a hunger in our hearts for your righteousness. Father, each one of us, each one of us has someone, and it may not be a, an enemy exactly, an enemy in the way that we think of it, but there's someone who has hurt us that every time we think about that person, it, it brings back a little bit of pain. That every time we we hear their name it, it brings a little cringe in our spirits because we can't let go of what they've done father you know in my heart you see you see 
you see within me the those that I, I would feel this way toward and I ask you right now I ask you right now I bring their needs to you God heal them God heal them in those places in those places where they're hurt God in those places where they're hurt the places that they've been hurt and and someone has attacked them, someone has been mean or ugly to them. The way that they grew up or the way that God I pray healing. God I pray healing. God go to them right now. I pray that you would heal and that you would mend. I pray for their relationships. God, that you would heal and you would mend. Father, I pray that you would go down into the root of their heart and dig out anything that is displeasing to you, anything that would prevent them from being exactly who you have planned and purpose for them to be. Because God, I know that you have a purpose and a plan for them as well. God, I, I know that you have put good within them, that they can be a blessing that they can, they can reach out to those who are in need, who are lost, who are unsaved. God, I know that you can, you can do that through them. There is no one who is made by accident, but God, they have a purpose. And I pray that you would begin to heal in their hearts, that they would be able to live out their purpose, that no longer would they deal in insecurities. God, that you would bring healing. God, that you would speak to those hearts right now. God, go to those people. Go right to where they are and speak into their hearts right now. Let them know how loved they are. Let them know how precious they are to you, that you sent Jesus to die for them, that you don't want them to live underneath what they deserve. God, I just pray. I pray for their healing right now. I pray for restoration. I pray strength in their lives. God, if they're if they're hurting physically, I pray lift them up. I pray heal their bodies. God, for, for any anything that may be going on within their relationships, I pray amend, a healing, a restoration. God, if they're if they're battling mentally or emotionally, I ask that you would speak into their hearts peace that passes understanding. God, I speak that over them right now. God, go right to where they are. God, I pray for each person that's on the heart and mind of each person here today. God, I pray for those who have despitefully used anyone here. I ask that you would bless them. I ask you a blessing. I ask you transform their lives. I ask you that if they don't know you as Savior, that you save them. God, that you would bring them to that saving knowledge that they are precious in your sight. And God, I understand that there may be hurts that are so deep. Things that people have done that were so awful and so bad. And then in our heart of hearts, we really want to say, they don't deserve it. Oh God, I feel that. That there may be, there may be places that we think they don't deserve it. 
we understand. We understand that you are that you are Father and that you reign on just and unjust, God, that you shine your son on on wicked and good because you want to draw them in. And for those who have been so wicked, for those who have been so wicked and so hurtful, God, we ask for a complete release right now that they would no more have any kind of chain on us. God, that there would be no more. right now. God, break our hearts for what breaks you with. God, I pray you would help us to see with eyes of compassion. God, that you would begin to show us. That you would begin to open our eyes to see places that those people who have hurt us need prayer and they need healing and God that you would even if it just starts as obedience to your word uh, we may not really want to but even if it just has to start as obedience Father I pray that you would do that God you've seen you know I, I just ask for healing to rush over us right now pray for healing to rush out. God, that you would break our hearts for the things that break your heart. That you would teach us to love. God, teach us. Show us. Help us. God, we need you. Jesus, we need you. Break our hearts. Break our hearts. Break our hearts. God, grow us. Grow us. God, we want to be able to reach out to others. So we pray, heal us. Heal us from these wounds. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we need you. God, do a work. Begin to do a work and continue to do that work, God. And I pray that you would till up the soil of our hearts. Father, those places that are hardened by pain, those places that we won't even allow you to go, I pray that you would till those places up. That you would just plant these seeds of your word into our hearts. That we would begin to recognize the necessity of following your word, of doing what you say. Because we're your children, and even if we don't want to, we still got to do what you say. And even when it hurts, we understand that you do not hurt us without purpose. That you don't call us deeper without a reason. But God, you want to bring us to a place of love and of purpose and of ministry. A place of growth that we haven't ever expected, God. Break our hearts, God. Break our hearts. 
people. May Yahweh bless you and keep you. May Yahweh make his face to shine upon you. May Yahweh be gracious to you and give you his peace. In Jesus' precious name.